I mean, think about it. Sometimes we get caught up in what we do for God. Or we get caught up in what we don't do for God. And when it really boils down to it, that was, by the way, you know, just an illustration of Peter at the pearly gates and they came in. What we, what we think about it sometimes is what, and sometimes we can let condemnation keep us from doing something. And what it really is about our relationship with Jesus. Everybody else had great things that they did. Everybody else talked about those things. And that's, that's great. I believe it's a byproduct of, of our relationship with God. But when it really boils down to it, in the very end, it's going to matter whether you know Jesus or not. I love, I love Peter's reaction. He turns and he takes off his glasses and it's like, who's over there? And then he was like, oh, that's you, Jesus. <laughs> and he smiles and it's like, okay, you're in. You're approved. Our righteousness is not by works. Our righteousness is by our relationship with Jesus. So I won't keep you long, so I'm going to kind of skip down to a couple of things real quick. I'm going to edit my message, um, uh, and we'll give some of this to you next week. But if you will, pull up the scripture, um, Romans chapter 10, let's look at verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Let me give you a little background. Paul was dealing with the, the, the Roman church, but he was dealing with the Israelites and the Jews, and, they, and they, did not, they thought they were the chosen ones. And they thought they were the only ones that could have a relationship with God at all. And in fact, the Gentiles, everybody say Gentiles. Gentiles was everybody else. So if you looked at it in modern-day vernacular, we would be the Gentiles. And they were saying the, the gospel, the good news, the good news came to the, to, the, to the Israelites, to the Jews first. And then all of a sudden he began to open it up for the Gentiles. In other words, I'm trying to tell you today that it's for everybody. Jesus is for everybody. He's not just for a few. He's not just for the, these, these chosen people or those chosen people or these people that live on the right side of the track or the wrong side of the track or those people that are from this country or that country. I'm telling you, God is in all for all. He is for everybody. Can somebody give me a hand clap of praise for that? Hallelujah. So it puts me in. No matter where I came from, no matter the, the education I have, no matter the things that I do in my life, it's going to be about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And it's going to be about my righteousness is based on faith. I am saved by God's grace, not by works. The Bible says, lest any man should boast. I am a faith man. You are a faith man or woman of God. Can I get an amen? When you're following him, you're saying, I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. And you know, I don't have to worry about when I get to heaven, whether or not I got the right resume or not. How about you? You only get that opportunity if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, I, I received Jesus many years ago, Pastor, and, you know, I just really haven't been following him. Well, we'll start. Well, maybe I, I just, it's really tough for me to, to understand the Bible. We'll start. Well, I, I, there's not going to be any condemnation here. We're not judging you here because God is the one that's the ultimate judge and we leave the judgment to him. Can I get an amen? But when I'm after following Christ and I, and I fall down because of my faith, if, I, if it's wavers, it's no different than the disciples. 
There's some disciples that, man, they were following Jesus, and, and they're following Jesus, and he's healing and, and setting people free and delivering them of demons and all these other things. And then one of the disciples says, Lord, help my faith. We all get to that place where we don't know about faith. We all get to that place where we're not sure if we really believe. And do we really believe what we believe? And then that begins to be in question. And I'm here to tell you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that just because I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that I will be saved. Can I get an amen on that? So what about this, pastor, and what about that? And what about if I do this thing, and what about if I do that thing? I said, I don't know. Let's go back and let's look at the Scripture. So, <laughs> Tanya, I'm just going to ask you to go back and let's do um, Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Let's start at number 8. Let's start at, no, I just, <laughs> let's start at Romans chapter 10, verse 8. Because Paul was at a place where he was dealing with the Jews and he said, look, there's some good news. There's some good news that because of the, the blood on the cross at Calvary, because Jesus died and he rose again and he is the Messiah, that there were some things that had shifted. There were some things that had changed. And he was trying to get it across to the church that, look, it's not by works, but it's by a relationship with Jesus that you're born again. Verse 8 says, what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That's the word of faith that we are preaching. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth, what? If you confess with your mouth, what? Can you, can you see that? Jesus is Lord. Maybe I should have put that in yellow or something. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your what? You can say you believe, and I'll take that at what you say. But God's the one that knows if it's in your heart or not. Oh, come on, somebody. There's times where people are like, well, why don't you do this, and why don't you do that, and why don't you do that? I know people that I, that I thought gave their life to Christ. And maybe, maybe they did, but their actions sure aren't telling it. And then we begin to start looking at their works instead of their righteousness. Maybe they were like me when I, when I started, when I, when I gave my life to Christ, my, my heart to Christ, I drove down the highway, threw my drugs out the window, and thought everything was going to be great. Well, a week later, I was back buying and supplying. Oh, come on, you think it, you, you didn't do the drug part, but you may have done something else. You were talking bad about somebody, and you said, okay, Lord, i got to quit doing that. And then two weeks later, you were still talking bad about somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's talking. No, never mind, no, don't do that. Don't do that. They're liable to fight. We'll have a fight break out in church. And if we have a fight break out in church, and guess what will happen? This thing will be full next week. Because they'll want to come see what y'all fighting about. Amen? You know, it kind of draws some people. So when we begin to start thinking about, I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, and I believe. Everybody say believe. I believe in my heart that God raised from the dead. There is no doubt. You know what? You got questions about Jesus? Go back and look at the resurrection. You want to know, according to the word of God, what to believe? Did he raise from the dead? Get the medical description. Google it. The medical description of Jesus Christ's death. What a crucifixion was and what he went through. And not only did he go through that, but he rose again. Oh, come on, somebody. 
what he went through for me, what he went through for you and you and you and you and you and you. It's individual. It's about a relationship with him. It's not about, you know, the works that you've done. I believe that stuff will happen later on and maybe sooner or later, but it's going to happen. All of a sudden, we're more kinder. All of a sudden, we're more gentler. But when I drove down the street and threw my drug out, a week later, I was back buying and supplying. I felt something had happened on the inside of me, and it had happened on the inside of me. I began to believe, and although I believed like a little as a mustard seed, I had this little bit of belief on the inside of me. And then a week later, and then another week later, I wish I could tell you that, man, I just turned my life around, but I felt like I was a good moral person anyway. But then I thought, I made a decision. And it didn't matter because all of a sudden I started getting back around the same people and dealing with the same influences. But I'm here to tell you that God didn't give up on me. He didn't quit on me. He didn't say, I've messed up. Well, I just lost Eric. Where did he go? No, he still knew he had a plan and a purpose and a destiny for my life. And I said, God, that's that plan. That's that purpose. That's that destiny. I didn't know what to believe was. I didn't know what faith was. I didn't know what redemption was. I didn't know what salvation was. I didn't know what all these things were. But you know what I know? I know that I began to start studying on Jesus. And I began to start looking at Jesus. And I began to see the death, burial, and the resurrection. And I thought, I even looked up history. There is nobody else in history that says he rose from the dead and he's still alive. Nobody. Everybody else? Dead. Buddha, dead. Muhammad, dead. All these other great preachers, dead. But Jesus, the son of the living God. And I began to stop when I confessed with my mouth and, and I believed in my heart. It was just not just head knowledge. Is anybody hearing me this morning? I know I got 15 and 30 and 45. I got all these different 15 minutes, but I'm going to take five. I have this head knowledge. And what happens is the world is coming after your head knowledge. They're coming after if they can get you to think about something else. If they can get you to, to think about something else, then you won't think about Jesus. Because here's what happened. When I started thinking about Jesus, something dropped into my heart. And now all of a sudden, it wasn't head knowledge any longer. Now all of a sudden, it was my heart. Now all of a sudden I understood that, number one, I needed a Savior. I understood that I needed a Savior. That my good works wasn't going to get me into heaven. I didn't even know heaven existed. I believe heaven's real. I believe that when we make this decision, just like he told the church in Rome, he said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth or confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he said, you shall be saved. And there, we can teach about all of what salvation is and the sozo and the soteria of God and, and the wholeness of God and all these things that are there. And that's great and that's wonderful. But some of us right now just need to know that, that, that I am a believer of Christ. And that when I made my decision, whether it was a year ago, yesterday, or you're going to make one right now today, that you make your decision and that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that he rose from the dead. And he says, you're going to be saved. In other words, you're going to be able to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When I, when I pass on from this life, I'm actually stepping into my, come on somebody, I'm stepping into glory. 
I'm stepping into glory. I'm stepping into some things that we don't even realize. And I'm telling you that death is a part of this life, but death is not just, the death leads me to a new beginning. Maybe years ago, years ago, I didn't want to, when I was, when I was a teenager and, and in my early 20s, I did not like to go to hospitals. Anybody? Didn't like to go to hospitals. Well, people die in them hospitals. I don't want to go to hospitals. I don't like to go to hospital. God called me to be a pastor, and I go to, I go to, be, I go to go in a hospital. I don't even like going in the hospital. But how many of you know I had to shift the way I thought? I had to shift the way I, I believed because I was, wait a minute. When I enter into a hospital now, I want the people to be healed and set free and delivered. And I want them to have a plan and purpose and destiny. But there are some that are in such a difficult situation and a difficult place that I'm like, God, if you don't heal them 110% and they can walk out of here, heal and hold and let them go home. And there's some times where I'm not there yet, but there are times that, that older people get to that place where I'm just ready to go. They can be ready to go at 50. They can be ready to go at 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. They can be ready to go. And there's, there's been times where I've walked into a hospital room and the person said, I'm ready to go. They love the Lord. And I'd love to, and I, I'd love to raise them from the dead. I'd love to, to be able to pray for them and them to be healed. And, and I've seen it, and God does it, and, and it's pretty cool when that stuff happens. But I'm here to tell you, there are times where it's like when you're looking at that and you know Jesus Christ, that death doesn't scare you. I'm not scared to death anymore. I guess that's why my wife won't let me jump out of the airplane. Because I really need to have a parachute when I do it, Amen. He said this to the Roman church. He said, if you believe in, the, in your heart, you've got to believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. You know the problem that we have in the, in, in, the, in the United States today? It's a belief problem. It's a belief problem. We say we believe, but we really don't believe. I'm sorry. And this isn't going to fall on any of you because you guys are believers. You guys are believers. If you're not, you're a pre-believer, amen, and you're going to be a believer. Here's, here's what the scripture says, and I'll finish up. He says, verse 10, for a heart a person believes resulting in righteousness. Uh-oh, weren't we talking about our righteousness is in faith? My righteousness is not in the good works that I do. My righteousness is not in, based in how much money I give away every year. My righteousness is not how many... How many apartments I give people to live in for free. My righteousness is not based in that. He says right here, he says, it's resulting in righteousness. By what? What results in the righteousness of God? That a person believes. Say believe. That word believe, you can look at it. The word faith, they're, they're, there's synonyms of each other. They basically mean the same thing in the Greek. And when we have faith, when we, have, when we believe, when we believe, and I, I believe, my righteousness is based on my belief. I am in right relationship with God because I believe in Jesus. Am I perfect? Ask Shelley. No, I'm not perfect. Nowhere near. Am I striving for perfection? No. Because perfection I will never reach. But if I follow Christ today and become mature, because when we look at the word in the Greek, this is where your thought process comes into, look up the word perfection. It's like, I don't make a mistake. That's not what perfection is. 
When you look it up in the Greek, it means mature. Mature. When somebody tells me they don't like me, 30 years ago, I'd have bloodied their nose. Right? Oh, pastor. Maybe you were better 30 years ago than I was. But now somebody says they don't like me, I'm mature enough, I'm not going to worry about it. It's not going to bother me. I want people to like me, that's great, but I don't have to be Mr. Popularity Guy. Because I walk today with Christ, and tomorrow I walk with Christ. And the next day I walk with Christ. Are you hearing me? And the next day I walk with Christ. And the next day I walk with Christ. And I'm forgiven, and, and, and he forgives me, and I'm thankful for that. But I will never reach perfection like the world says perfection. In other words, being perfect without a mistake, without a blemish. I'll never reach that. If I try to obtain it, the only way I'm going to obtain it is this right here. Where do, there you go. There's Angela. The only way I'm going to obtain perfection is in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. You can come this way, sis, if you want to. It may take you a little bit longer to get by. Let's give Angela a hand. Thank you for that. She's like, that's why she didn't want to come this way. She knew I would say something to her. I want to thank her for being, being able to do that. So when we, what we're doing is we are not going to obtain perfection. But when I mess up, do I have an advocate with the Father? His name is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. He's, his name is Jesus. Pastor, what do you mean? When you mess up and you have a bad thought or you do some stuff that, you know, I do stuff stupid sometimes. You know, it's like, yes, when I mess that up, when I miss the mark, then what? Then I've what? I've got an advocate. In other words, I've got to deal with the Father. And his name is Jesus. He's paid the penalty for that. He's paid the, he's paid the cost for that. When I bought my truck and paid for it and, 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 and got a title back, how many of you know I have the title? Right? The bank can't take that truck from me because I've paid for it. I have a title to it. It's my truck. It's Christ. When he paid the price for me, then I belong to God. I just got to believe. Say believe. And that's what God's after today. Well, we need to just begin to believe. Some of you might have been here today and you might say, wait a minute, I've just been struggling or I, I came for whatever the baby dedication or the reason that I'm here. But, you know, I believe that you're here because this is a word that God has for you to believe again. Well, I believed 20 years ago, but God didn't do what I wanted to do. Why? Because you thought he was a genie God. You rub his belly, poof, or you rub the vase, and he pops out and does this. That's not God, I know. And that's not the God of the Bible. Hello? How many of you realize the Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you? If I make a commitment and, 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 and I profess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I believe and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, then, I, then my heart begins to line up with the righteousness of God. My righteousness no longer is achieved with a resume. My righteousness is received. I receive that with Jesus. Just close your eyes a moment. Just where you're sitting right there. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to come up. But I want to ask you, have you quit believing? 
Have you quit believing in situations and circumstances? Have you quit believing in God? Have you quit believing that something can change? Have you quit believing that he is who he says he is? Have you quit believing like the prophetic word that came out this morning that God's a big God? That he's bigger than our situations. He's bigger than our problems. But yet he cares about all of that. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Will you believe again? Believe again. Believe again. Believe again. I hope you go home and you continue to hear my voice saying, believe again. Believe again. Take one more step. Do one more thing. Help one more person. Be there for you. One more, one more, one more step in life. For, ask God for forgiveness one more time. Step out into the things that he has for you. Just begin to believe. Believe. Lord, help our unbelief today. Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. I just I want us to do it so you don't focus on your neighbor or what they're doing or what they're saying or whatever. I want to get a holy moment right here, right now. The disciples who were with Jesus came to him and said, Lord, help my unbelief. And they saw the miracles, signs, wonders. And we even hear them today. We see them today. There's some things that we've watched. But yet there's something in us that the enemy tries to get a hold and he comes after your belief in Jesus and who he is. Will you believe again today? 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 Today, today, today. Not tomorrow, because I know you're going to believe even more tomorrow. But today, right now, this moment, will you believe again on the Lord Jesus Christ? If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that shall be saved. We may unpack all of that sometime, but we, will you believe on the Lord? You're here today. I just want you just to, I want to just pray for you. I'm going to put my hand up because there's times where I, I, I can waver. Does anybody else waver sometimes? Just put your hand up. I see you. I see you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Thank you. I see it. Anybody else? I see your hands. Thank you. God bless you. We waver. God, help us with our belief. Help us to believe you. No matter what we see on the news, no matter what we deal with everywhere else, help us to believe again. And God, one of the ways that I know is that your word and Paul was talking about your word in Romans chapter uh, 10. And that we believe, not only do we hear your word, but we follow your word and we operate in your word and your word becomes real to us. And God, I thank you. I ask you, Father, forgive me when, when I've struggled. My eyes are closed, but I can see the Lord dealing with with each and every one of us, lovingly dealing with you, letting you know how much you are loved and how much you are cared for and that you're going to get over that situation. Thank you, Lord. There's, there's hurts and pains from the past that God's dealing with today. What we saw today was dedication of new life, new life, new life, new life, new life. Ronan, dedicated new life. Rhett, dedicated, dedicated new life. Kaisley, dedicated new life. New life, 
New life, new life, new life, new life, new life. God, he's, he's laying that on you. He's, he's putting that in you. New life, new life, new life. Let go of the past. Paul, there, there's a scripture that says, let go of the former things and only reach ahead for the things that are in front of you. Let go of the past. Let go of the past. There's somebody here today just needs to let go of that past. You keep thinking about it. Think about what you're thinking about, and if that's a toxic thought, then let's get it out. I'm not thinking about that any longer. We're going to share with you in the upcoming days and months ahead of how to deal with some of those toxic thoughts, what to do with it so they don't hurt you and harm you any longer. And it'll free you to move into the things that God has for you. I just speak a blessing over you right now today. I speak vision. I speak motivation to you. I bind up the spirit of depression that tries to hold you back. The lethargy or being depressed or postponing things in your life. God wants you to move forward today. You have victory today. That's it. You have victory today over that situation, that circumstance. If you believe it, and you will receive it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. So we're going to believe. Tell somebody next to you, say, I believe, I believe, I believe. Listen, listen, if you're here today and you don't know this Jesus, I want to visit with you. I want to pray with you. I want to put my arm around you. I want to share with you about him. But I want you to, I'm going to challenge you guys to be able to study the Word of God and look at His, look at what Jesus has done for you. So here's a challenge for this next week. Romans chapter 10. Will you guys read through 9 and 10 if you haven't? Romans 9 and 10. Romans 9 and 10. Read through it and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord.